Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Let's move show. on. The weird and wonderful. Ooh. It goes to Halloween, isn't it? I was good to talk to a witch. Anyway. As always, we talk to interesting people at this time of the night. And let's face it, you don't get more interesting than a witch, do you? Yes, you heard me correctly. Tonight on the show, I'm going to talk to a witch. Consequently, of course, or conveniently, Halloween won't be long getting here. Uh, the evenings are getting much shorter, aren't they? Anyway, Billy Bryan is the founder and president of a non-profit organization and cafe owner originally from the Cayman Islands, but now living in Galway. She says she is a witch who practices sex magic to give herself and her partners maximum pleasure. Billy praises witchcraft for turning her life round after being flat broke in 2020. So maybe she makes money out of it. Anyway, we'll find out in a second. And now wants to normalise witchcraft in Ireland. Now, I suppose when we hear the word witchcraft, we always think of negative connotations, but maybe it has positive connotations too. Let me go to Billy Bryan. Welcome, Billy. Hi, how are you? Good evening, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm good. Now, witchcraft, Billy, always has negative connotations, doesn't it? People think of negative things and burning at the stake and all sorts of voodoo. And Is it always negative or is it always positive in your eyes? Well, relatively speaking, witchcraft has only recently been seen as something negative. From the bulk of human history, witches have been revered and often worshipped across cultures. It's only within the past four or five centuries, I would say, that witches have been associated with the devil and devil worship. Mm. Yeah, sticking pins in dolls mm. and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, because that's, that's all I know about witchcraft. <laughs> you get with, <laughs> pardon me, I have a bit of a jest. And sure. that's how the Puritans would, would have you believe, yeah. Yes, there's a couple, couple of people out there I'd like to have dolls off to stick pins in. But anyway, <laughs> so you practice what they call sex magic. Now, is, is that your main focus on, you know, witchcraft or being a witch? That improves people's lives. I would hardly say that's my main focus, but that does seem to be what all the commotion is about lately. Okay. <laughs> and where did yeah, that where did that come from? Where did you realize you had kind of some sort of special powers? Um, it's hard to really put my finger on it. I think it's more of a gradual process. But certainly within the past few years, it's really been a massive part of my life and my lifestyle. Um, and that includes with my partners, you know. So when when I talk about sex magic. It doesn't have to be with a partner. It doesn't even have to be really all that sexual in a, in a, in a um, typical sense. You know, there, there isn't, doesn't have to be penetration involved, for example. Yeah. You can just, you can just um, be in touch with your, your inner self and, and your physicality and your senses because being sexual is also about being sensual, right? Um, so as long as you're tapping into that, that side of you and aligning all those energies and those senses, that is, in essence, sex magic. Could you, without a partner, using sex Absolutely. magic, could you oh, bring, yourself to, bring yourself to climax without even having a partner, without even touching oh. yourself? Without, well, it does take some discipline to accomplish that, but yes, you can. Okay, so in other words, you can induce the same endorphins and that kind of thing. And again, it's, you know, it's not entirely about the climax. It's about the process. It's about the intent. Anything with witchcraft is about the intent, honestly. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. And that applies to sex magic as well. It's what you want to get out of this, the experience that matters most. And what, I mean, what do people, or what, I mean, what do people use it for, sex magic? I mean, in particular, is it for lonely people maybe who don't have a partner or is it? No, no, no. It, it's 
it's not a means of manifestation. It's it's along the same lines as what what brought me to Ireland. And um, you know, when I first set on this path with, with real intention, I did have my doubts. I was something of a skeptic, but I decided to set all those doubts aside and just throw my all into it and see what happened. You know, what 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 could go wrong? <laughs> Well, um, this is, what can go wrong? I mean, in 2019, you became kind of captivated by stories of mysticism and the occult. Oh, completely, completely. I, I, as Jarko says, I'm, I'm sure you're referencing that, I did tumble down a rabbit hole and if not look back. Um, no, I, I put my all into it, like I said, and it, it, it brought me, gave me everything I asked for, essentially. I never thought I could make it here. I never thought I could be in a position where I'd be opening this cafe I never thought could be a reality. And here we are, just weeks away from it, can we, we all be witches? Can we all be witches? Well, I'd be a warlock, obviously. Anyone, anyone can be a witch with enough discipline and practice, yeah. Mm. So if, if I wanted to be a warlock, I, I'm assuming that's the male version of a witch. If I, be, yeah. Okay, if I wanted to be a warlock tomorrow, like how would I go about it? I mean, how, do I have to start getting in touch with my inner, inner self and all sorts of odd stuff? I mean, how would I become a warlock? Well, that's really up to you. It, and what kind of what kind of warlock you would want to be? Mm. Uh, maybe maybe you might be into sex magic. Maybe you'd be into tarot. Maybe you'd be into uh, re, um, uh, psychic abilities, mediumship, okay. um, speaking with the dead, all of which I dabble in as well. Okay, and so that's all part of the occult, then, isn't it? I suppose, yeah. Well, there's a lot of crossover between the occult and and witchcraft, but they're not the same thing. I, I, I find that, and I'm not talking about witchcraft in general uh, or the occult mm. in general, but I do find that there is a lot of people involved in that industry that are... The industry? Well, is it an industry? Is that the right word even for it? I don't know. <laughs> well, but go ahead. Let's see where it goes. Okay. So, but I'm not suggesting you for a minute, by the way, Billy. But, but there are people, I think, in, in the... In, we'll use the word industry for the moment. In the community. <laughs> the community. That's probably a better word. Okay. In the community that are, are not in it for the good of people. There are some great people in it who want to help people, you know, for example, who who make people feel better, who make people mm. feel good about themselves, and they're really good at what they do. But there are also people out there who take advantage of people, and they, they basically abuse vulnerable people. And we've seen some horrific stories in the courts, you know, people taking money right, out of people. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh-huh. so there's a kind of mixed bag involved in the occult. There's those who are kind of the charlatans, I suppose, and those who are genuinely there to help people. Well, I, I believe you you find that across the board, regardless of, of what kind of practitioner we're talking about or what industry, as you put it, that they're in. You know, uh, there there are people of, of all walks of life who have good intentions as well as bad, regardless of how they identify. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, of course you'll find um, witches with not the best intentions out there. Yeah. Uh, but I would say, largely speaking, when it comes to being a witch, yeah, th- there there is something of a light path and dark path people like to talk about. I don't. I don't really subscribe to those connotations. But, um, I'm largely speaking, witch, the, the, the term witch is, is largely means wise woman, and it has for centuries, millennia. And if people would go to witches in the village for you know, to seek ailment for, um, or cures for their ills, or to seek guidance, or, or to, uh, to act as midwives. They were always for the benefit of the community as a whole. And, and, do, you, uh, and do you have a cauldron? Do, do I have a cauldron? Yeah. I have a tea kettle. Does that count? Well, maybe, yeah, okay. Because we kind of envisage the witch, you know, with the cauldron and mixing her I potions. Do, I do work with spices and leaves, if, that, if that's what you mean, Dad. Yeah, okay, so making potions, I suppose. Sure, yeah, coffee every morning is still a potion. I could do, I have a chest infection, so I could do with a potion at the moment, to be honest with you. But, <laughs> do, do you make potions for people? I mean, is that something that you do? Or 
I use it I, obviously well, herbal, herbal remedies and stuff like that. Yeah, that is, that is something people usually usually think of when they think of witches. But not all of us work with potions. That I, I would I would wager very few of us work with potions. Oh, okay. I'm I describe myself as a hermetic witch, and I could deliver a whole workshop in that alone. But to spare you the uh, save you the time, it's it's I I I lean on what's called hermeticism from my beliefs, which is in essence means that most of my work is done mentally. It's mental transmutation. It's all in the mind. I don't really use too many physical implements. I have a few. I do have one that I rarely use, but I do have them. Mm. But it's really about, for me, especially when I'm doing sex magic, is employing things that ignite the senses, like uh, food and drink and incense and music, anything that really enhances, you know, your physical senses to to also lend to your spiritual lens. Mm. Well, music does enhance. Music definitely absolutely. enhances. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a big component of what's uh, um, the concept of the cafe we're opening here. It's really about leading into all of that as well, like bringing people under under one roof together to indulge in all those things, food, drink, music, art, sex. et cetera. <laughs> There'll be no sex, at least not, not, not in the cafe. That wouldn't be hygienic. <laughs> um, but well, what happens outside our doors is, is unrelated. Are people out of touch with their, I suppose, their energies. I mean, you know, living out of alignment, so to speak, in the way they should be living. Do you reckon most oh, people are in touch or are we out of touch with our alignment? Well, it depends on what pocket of the society you're referring to. I think largely in the West, yeah, without a doubt we are. But um, around the world in, in, you know, small villages and I don't know, the Amazon, deepest darkest Africa, as you would have it, mm. they're still very much in touch with their spirituality, in touch with nature, in touch with the old ways that 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 we've lived by for for millennia, <laughs> yeah. and uh, that are frankly much better for the earth as well as for us as individuals. But us Irish, we're we're kind of a bit closed-minded to stuff like that, aren't we? We're I mean, how how often yeah, would you hear a witch interviewed on the radio? You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Well, whose fault is that though? Do you, do you think that's inherently Irish? I, I think so. I, I but but even when it comes I, to I sex, we don't even, we don't even, that. we don't even want we, to talk about sex for God's sake. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I'm getting all this attention now because of the widespread puritanical beliefs, but I would not put that on the Irish. I would put that mostly, I'm sorry to say, as someone who identifies as British as well, on the UK okay. <laughs> and the colonial, um, um, very religious, very restrictive views they brought to all of the colonies they, they, they established, let's say, around the globe, including my own. The Cayman Islands is a British colony. By the way, can I just say, I have no idea why you would want to move from the Cayman Islands to Galway. You know, it never rains. I don't know if it rains too much in the Cayman Islands, but it never stops raining in Galway. <laughs> I promise you things are far more exciting over here. Do you, do you, I, I, I've never been to the Cayman Islands, but it looks beautiful. Stunning. It's, it's beautiful and stunning if you've got the money for it. Oh, okay. Making a living is probably <laughs> difficult. Yeah, I suppose I imagine. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and so do people come to you, you know, and say to you, listen, I'm struggling at the moment. You know, I i don't know. I've got this wrong with me. I'm, I'm talking about psychological situations. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going through grief. Or maybe I'm depressed or my sex life is not great. What can you do for me? Uh, actually, yes. I used to do classes like that. Well, I wouldn't call them classes, but uh, sessions like that on a weekly basis. I was doing a lot of um, a lot of ta- what's it called? Sorry, shadow work. I almost said tarot. I do tarot as well, but I was doing shadow work sessions where I would speak with people one on one about struggles they had, whether they be romantic, financial, or, or medical, even. Um, a lot of time it was psychological. Shadow work does deal a lot with the psyche, so they would reveal very um, dark aspects of themselves to me, and I would help guide them through that. Mm-hmm. 
And we, we had a woman on the other night who won the, the lottery. She won $120 million. Good for her. But she was a big believer in the law of attraction. Do you believe okay. that? Do you believe we attract things into our lives? Or can we, you know, I mean, if we, if we do these storyboards and focus on things, do you believe we can attract things into our lives? Oh, I'm, I'm testament to that. That's what I was alluding to earlier, the law of attraction, which, again, is just another, another term for manifestation. And there are many ways to manifest what you want in your life. And that's certainly what brought me here. So, yes, I am a firm believer. Okay, I'm drawing a Ferrari at the moment. I'm hoping I can manifest it in the next few days into my life. That'll be nice. And so, <laughs> well, it's so, a bit more involved than that, but good luck. Yeah, okay, but you you gotta have to do storyboards and stuff like that, don't you? In your head, I suppose, and and look at pictures of things that you want, uh, or the life that you want, or maybe even the health <laughs> that you want. Right, but it's it's less about wishing for these things and desiring for these things. It's more about living as if you already have them. It's about projecting those things into reality. Again, that's mental transmutation. You have the power to shape your own reality, so execute it. So you're not a believer in our destiny is already set out and our paths are already... We can change our own destiny at any time. I think the two are one and the same. We, the, our destiny, our destinies are, are um, predetermined, but we determine what they are. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it mentions here as well that, you know, you, you kind of... Um, had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with yourself during a full moon, right? Um, and I'm interested mm -hmm. in the full moon thing, uh, the Luna. Uh, do, what does the full moon, we, we hear this kind of thing all the time, oh, there's a full moon out tonight, be careful. Uh, <laughs> what does the full moon do to people? What, what does it do to people? Yeah. It depends on what kind of person you are. <laughs> what it does for me is vastly different than what it does to werewolves, for what? example. But <laughs> Okay, what does it do to um, you? What is, okay, what it does for me, I, well, the moon has, historically always been a symbol of uh, femininity and the mother goddess, regardless of what title or name she went by, depending on the culture or religion you grew up with. Um, but to me, in a lot of witches as well, the full moon represents, um, uh, uh, well, and the, the new moon is, when, is when, where you set your intention, and the full moon is when you receive it. So whenever there is a full moon, I do like to speak one-on-one -on -one with my mother goddess as if we're having a very intimate, private conversation. Okay. And I ask her for guidance. I, I, I express gratitude. It's, it's similar to going to therapy, having a very, you know, a vulnerable conversation with your therapist. Um, and it's always very healing and rewarding for me. I was going to say that. Do you, do, do you get something out of that then? You feel better after yeah, that? Always. always, yeah. It was very transformative last time we spoke. And... It, it, this wasn't a it wasn't a one-off experience. I do this on a monthly basis. Mm. Mm. Even though the article may have given that impression that it was an off offhand experience. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, okay, so I've you, been doing this for years now. This is part of my my own ritual. And, and what sort of reaction when when people say, you know, oh, what do you do? And you go, I'm a witch. Mm. I'm a witch. What's what sort of reaction do you get from people, Billy, when you tell them that you're a witch? I mean, are they not? Are they afraid of you, or do they kind of go, oh, that's interesting? <laughs> People tend to pick up on the fact that I'm a witch without me even saying anything. <laughs> I do walk with a certain aesthetic, I, I, let's say, that uh, implies that I do practice witchcraft. Okay. So I think I scare off a lot of people who would be scared if I if I mentioned those words anyway. But those who do are brave enough to approach me, yeah, are usually more receptive to the that to that fact. Now I haven't seen a picture of you yet, but do you look witchy? I mean, do you wear, like, witchy clothes, or do you wear unusual clothes, or do you look unique in some way? I certainly try my best to look witchy, unless I'm delivering um, 
a, a talk at a conference or something. Yes. Yeah. I often go about my day to day dressed in black or dark colors, lots of boots and fishnets. But that's just my. my and what is that? What's that about? Why do witches dress in dark? We always see a witch dressed in black. That's kind of normal, isn't it? And, and you know, when normally well, they down, they normally have the pointy hat. But I'm sure you don't want to have the pointy hat. But what? No, I think I think that's. I think that's a stereotype that I just happen to find appealing. You'll find witches dressed in all kinds of attire. They don't have to look like that. You know, I remember Tabitha and Bewitched. Do you remember that program years ago? Yeah, she didn't have all those witchy mm-hmm. clothes. But generally speaking, we, we kind of see pe- witches in black. Is, is there something meaningful in the color black, by the way, for witches? Oh, absolutely. I could, I could talk your ear off about colors in general, but especially black. And the fact that black is always, well, not always, but at least in recent centuries, been associated with the negative with the dark. Absolutely, with evil. yeah. Yeah. As, as a person with of death, color as well. With death as well. Mean. Yeah, black is associated uh, with death too, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, someone who, who I'm descended of um, Indian and, and uh, African as well as Irish, by the way. So I am a person of color. And I think just me having darker skin, <laughs> living, I've lived here long enough. It's only been about two years. But mm. I've lived here long enough to know that it does set people off, me having a darker skin tone. Okay. So that that does play into it as well. I mean, a lot of the colonists that came over to the Caribbean, you know, and to Africa, uh, would would describe the the tribes there as as being d- double worshippers just because of the fact that they were darker skinned. Yeah, mm. being black instead of brown, so to speak, or being black instead of white. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anything, is... anything but white. <laughs> yeah, I, I get you. I get you. And I mean, what is the what's the kind of weirdest thing you've con- kind of conjured up, or, or and by the way, can you put spells on people? I absolutely can put spells on people. Jane, Positive my producer, be careful. She's she can put a spell on you, Jane. Well, you've not crossed me yet, so you're okay for now. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> no, uh, you have to be very careful with that because, well, I suppose Wic- Wiccans are um, they they believe this strong more strong. How do I say that? Stronger than I do, but it can it can come back to bite you in your ass if you don't execute those spells properly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Jane now is typing on my screen, my producer, and she wants to know: Can you put a spell on her so she can get her record label? She wants to get a record company to sign her up because she sings. So, in other words, good spells, not to the bad ones. Mm-hmm. So, how do you go about putting a spell on somebody? Is that is that some text or old text that's written somewhere that's you kind of rhyme off and then you kind of put the bit in insert name here or is it something that you make up yourself well that's okay that's like asking me how do you cook a meal it really depends on what you hope to get out of it and the person involved and the kind of the kind of um which you are or uh if you work with again potions or if you do if you just do spell work it, everyone has their own methods for me personally, though, I would want to speak with the person one-on-one, preferably face-to-face. I get to know a little bit about them, do perhaps a bit of shadow work so I know what their struggles are. And then through my work with mental transmutation and probably speaking with Mother Goddess, too, yeah, I could certainly help them achieve what, what whatever it is they're trying to achieve. So you don't, you don't do kind of things like we see in Harry Potter, humana numana, and put a spell on somebody. Like, it's, not, it's not kind of like movies. You'll find me doing that around Halloween time. <laughs> it's, it sounds fun anyway, even, even if it doesn't work. But I mean, I'm, what about putting bad spells on people? Do do witches still put, you know, evil spells on people and, and curse them for the rest of their lives? Oh, witches generally do hex. We still do curse. In fact, I don't know how, how, um, how, 
I don't know how, how aware people are of this, but there was a massive movement a few years ago when Donald Trump was about to be elected to be, you know, the next U.S. president. Uh, there was a massive movement going across uh, the community worldwide of witches to hex him <laughs> so that he wouldn't become president. Didn't work. Regrettably, it didn't work, yeah. But I think I think the approach is all wrong, and that's but that's you know my two cents. Maybe they're doing it again at the moment. Are they, are they helping <laughs> next time around? Maybe but, it'll work this time. Though, I, I I will say that witches have existed, and and I'm again testament to that. Witches have have, have existed in political movements for decades now, possibly mm. centuries. Mm. And are they born again? Because we hear stories of witches, and they tell us, oh, you know, I'm ten thousand years old. Yeah. I just can't keep getting reborn all the time. Do witches get reborn? Is it in your uh, blood? Well, are we talking coming back from the dead? I'm not sure what you mean. Well, I mean, they, I suppose witches would say, I, I, I remember many, many years ago speaking to a girl who said she was a witch, and she told me she was, I think, two and a half thousand years old, because I asked her how old she was. We probably should mm. never ask a woman her age, particularly a witch. <laughs> and she said, I'm two and a half thousand years old. And I said, well, how's that? I said, you only look about 40. And she said, because I keep getting reborn, because basically it's hereditary. Oh, I see. You mean reincarnation? Then, yeah, right? reincarnation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sure, I, I absolutely subscribe to that. I think, I think there are different interpretations of it, but in many respects, one could even argue scientifically, as in, it, it, there's an objective truth to the fact that we are reborn. You know, we are made of the same stuff, the same materials. That have been that have existed in the universe since the Big Bang. Mm. So in many ways, yeah, we are reborn in a on almost a moment-to-moment basis. Well, We're constantly decomposing, and um, mm. our cells are being um, produced and <laughs> every second, right? So we're never the same person with every breath we take. No, we're just made of energy anyway, aren't we? Exactly. Well, look, your cafe. Tell us a bit about your cafe. Where is it, and where can people visit it if they want to visit your cafe? Well, we're currently in the process. Sorry, process of setting up in Galway, Ireland. We're right there in the corner of Air Square. We're hoping to open our doors in the next few weeks. Should all go as planned. Mm-hmm. We've had a few hiccups along the way, but the cafe is called Cafe Bloodthirsty. So it's not it's an a good name. I'm liking it's, the name. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we're, we're very much leaning, leaning into the, the whole macabre element. Yeah. Well, hopefully, it'll be open for Halloween at least. Oh yeah, we're we're shooting for that. Yeah. So, Cafe Bloodthirsty. Uh-huh. And uh, Billy Bryan is the proprietor. She's a witch. Doesn't it's not all negative if you're thinking, folks. She sounds like a lovely woman. Um, <laughs> although she'll put a spell on you if you're nasty to her. Uh, by the way, have you ever put a bad spell on anybody, Billy? Well, I don't kiss and tell. Oh, well, okay. Have you ever put, have you put good spells on people? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you can keep me in your thoughts when you leave. That put a spell on me that I'm going to win the lottery tomorrow or something. Be nice. Madam Shell, this has been a pleasant exchange, so I thank you for that. <laughs> well, listen, Billy, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on the air. I appreciate it as well. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Billy Bryan and Cafe Bloodthirsty. It's on the corner of Air Square in Galway, if you want to come along and visit us. Um, I have to read out a few messages. I'll read them out in a second. Okay. Um, let me see. Oh, where are they? Oh, yeah. Does that lady have lucky numbers for the lottery? I... I I don't know, actually. I think she's gone anyway. But I, no, I'm, I'm, no, I wouldn't say she'd give you numbers. She just put a kind of spell on you to win, in general, to have good luck, I suppose. Nod, I'm a leprechaun living in Kerry. Would love to come on and discuss herbs with the witch. Seamus, the little man from the oak tree. 
Well, well, Seamus, Seamus, get on to Jane because I swear she puts the weirdest people on, the strangest people on every single real night. Well, people, the most unusual people. Real opinions. Talk to every single night. Real really talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan show.